ice cream by daylight, chasing Russians by moonlight. He still hasn't won a real fight. He is the one called Sailor Steve. Hello, horror hounds. So welcome again to Sheebie-Jeebies, a horror podcast by fans, for fans, and about fans. I'm still your host, Sam Carlson, and who is with me today? Uh, tall Chris continuing this Stranger Things uh, outing. Yes, we are in the second uh, installment of our Stranger Things Season 3 series, and this is for Chapter 2. It's called The Mall Rats. So... Wow. I just had a note here. It just says Bill upside down. I think I meant Billy. Yes. Since we open up with Billy and he apparently did not die at the end of season season one. Episode Chapter one. one. Yes. So, yeah, Billy didn't die. Uh, his car magically works again. Uh, I, I think probably, um, you know, the uh, Mind Flayer slash Shadow King slash uh, Surprise Mechanic, apparently. He's a mechanic now. He fixes cars and hurts cars. So, anyway... Uh, Billy escapes um, in very 80s, like, shot kind of fast fashion. Uh, he goes, he escapes, gets in the car, drives away, finds a toll booth middle of the road. Telephone uh, booth. Phone booth. Phone booth. Phone booth. Whatever. Not a toll booth. booth. It's not a phantom toll booth. He's not. No, it isn't. <laughs> he's not going on a mystery cartoon tour through Chuck, Chuck Jones. That'd, that'd be fun, though. Yes. Anyway, so um, he calls 911, which I guess is a thing at this time. I thought, I think it came around this time. I don't know. I have no. I, I didn't. I didn't fact check that. So yeah, whatever. We have nine one one. It's fine. Uh, so he calls nine one one. Then he kind of goes. I'm in upside down now. I'm in the shadow realm. Yeah, and he's talking to the shadow king. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a doppel Billy. And I'm just thinking, is is this a is this a, a tethered Billy like an us? Because that's almost what it seems like. But then like shadow Billy is telling real Billy Billy Prime. That no, no, no. See, it's I'm bad, Billy, and you're good, Billy. That's weird because he's such a douche. Oh wow! You, oh, this just in nine one one established in nineteen sixty eight. Oh wow! Whoops. I mean, well, the show came out in eighty nine, so well, I kind of assumed the show could have started it all. Well, oh god, Rescue nine one one. Yes, I hated that show. Like I used to watch it, but then stuck. it would be just like really awful like i remember one that scarred me for life i'm sorry we're getting off on a tangent but it was this little girl that got kicked it was like a four-year-old girl who got kicked in the face by a horse i'm like uh and i really just i no thank you i don't need that much horror in my life i Mm -hmm. like my fake i like my horror fake Mm -hmm. so anyway back to back to billy in the phone booth and he's calling 911 and then he starts flipping out and talking to Upside down Billy, tethered Billy, mm-hmm. shadow Billy, <laughs> shadow Billy. <laughs> that sounds like, what is that? Is that like a combination? Is that like the next incarnation of Psycho Billy? Uh, yeah, there you go. Shadow Billy. There yeah. Okay. And what is it at this point that we're getting the Shadow King saying like, well, the Mind Flayer saying that he wants to build? Yeah. Like build it. Uh, it's like, uh, if you build if it, you build they it, will come. Feel yeah, the yeah. screams. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see like what exactly happened to Billy when he got pulled uh, pulled down in the end of the last episode, which he basically like. How how would you explain this? Um, There's a tentacle. A tentacle, yeah, from all the built of rats that um, essentially entered Billy through his mouth. And basically, it's sort of like. Just basically face fucks him. Yes. And 
you know, it's sort of like the Shadow King's like, how does it feel to have something shoved down your throat non-consensually, Billy? The stranger too. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So then I then Billy's gone back to his lifeguarding position. Yes. And then we get to see the more of the uh, the culmination of of what happened with between Mike and L, which uh Oh yeah, because it kind of goes, because uh, it's like the next morning after Hopper has his uh, man-to-man with uh, Mike, and uh, Eleven is kind of like, where is he? It's 9.32, exactly. 9.32, like a psycho. Exactly. So she's like, where is he? He's not here. And so she calls him. He's like, where are you? He's like, oh, I was just about to call you. Fucking... Mike, God, yeah. he's he's a he's a really bad liar, I guess. Oh yeah, terrible liar. Yeah, which is good. You want somebody who's bad at lying. I wish you could tell if he was lying by his hair, because you know it's like he's, dude, still looks like Toad. Yeah. You know, and he he lies to Elle about his Nana being sick, so he can't see her today. You know, and this whole time, like, we don't know it, but uh, until like right about now, the. <laughs> Mike's mom is still on the line. Yes. Like oh, l- listening to their conversation. And it's like, Mom, get off the phone! Uh, and she asks, do you lie? Elle does. And Mike's like, friends don't lie. And then immediately lies. Oh, yeah. Because he kind of has to. Yeah. And he said, and, you know, because his mom was like, is Nana okay? And then just basically, you know, has to throw in, uh, you know, the whole thing about whatever. His Nana's sick. It doesn't matter. It's a stupid lie. It just, it's whatever. Yeah. So... And then Elle's all upset, but Hop is like really happy that they're not going to see each other for one, like first one, day the first day in six months. months that yeah that they haven't seen Jeez. each other. And we get this great montage of Jim Hopper <laughs> driving around in his in his uh, in his police vehicle, and he, what is, he's listening to Bronco, Bronco maybe, yeah. and he's listening to don't you don't mess with Jim. Yes, yeah. It's beautiful. It's like this moment of pure joy that you don't see a lot of. I mean, you see it in Jaws at the very end when uh, Roy Scheider kills, you know, like it kills uh, kills Jaws. And he says, smile, you son of a bitch. And then just ex- it, you know, Jaws explodes and he looks delighted. It's that level of just pure joy. So then Hop goes over to Mel. Is it Melvolds? Melvolds. Okay. Such a weird name. Oh, that's why they're closing. I know. I don't know. I mean, like you can't not remember that name, but uh, yeah, you know, everything in downtown is still closing due to the mall taking all of their business. And he kind of asks Joyce. He asks Joyce out to dinner to thank her for the whole, you in know, a friendly way. We're going to be friends going on. It's a, a total. It's a date. total non-date. Yes, and it's to a fancy Italian restaurant called Enzo's. So, you know. She agrees to meet him there, and then he go, and then uh, you know uh, she finds more fucking magnets that just fell off in the store. Yes, because that is the biggest mystery of this whole season. Magnets. How do they work? How do they work? Yeah, it's like man, there's so many juggalo jokes we can make, but it's low hanging fruit. So then we go to the Hawkins Post with Nancy and Jonathan. And I basically just, you know, it's Nancy and Jonathan tune out. So I vaguely remember something about uh, Nancy getting a message from this 
old lady named Mrs. Driscoll. Yes, uh, the night before, uh, she got a, a call because everybody left, and Nancy's still there working at the Hawkins Post. Uh, and like it's Miss Driscoll saying, "Oh, these rabid rats, blah blah." And so Nancy's kind of like, "Do I investigate this? What's going on? How can I, you know, assert myself to be better than everybody else? Because I know I'm better than everybody else." I know. And so she makes up the fact that she has a doctor's appointment because of lady troubles. Lady troubles. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 oh my god! Oh, oh, yeah, no. uh, yeah. The her the her boss is just like, go, go. I don't want to hear about it. Blah, gross. Vaginas gross me out, even though I have a wife and daughter. Yep, pretty much. So she grabs Jonathan again, just busting into the dark room, and he's like, "Hey." The sign, the light, exactly, and that kind of cements to me why I don't really like Nancy. Um, there is clear. Uh, things trying to be developed. It's he's like, fuck you. I'm more important than, you know, things being developed properly. It's true. She's like so entitled and she's so self-centered. It's like always about her. And so uh, did they go to Mrs. Driscoll's house at this point? Yes. So they go, they uh, get they get Jonathan's uh, car uh, and they drive over to Ms. Driscoll's. And Mr. Driscoll's like, yeah, guys, look at the young for reporters. We give it a lot. Serial killer. <laughs> I know, right? You look a little young to be a serial killer, young man. <laughs> and she shows him these bags of fertilizer that, you know, have been chewed through and eaten by rats. And, you know, they're kind of like, we came all this way for this? All right. And then she caught one of the rats that was eating the fertilizer. So it's one of those, like, it's one of the Shadow King rats. <laughs> and it's like flipping, it's all flipping out and, you know, just running all over its cage and being weird. Yeah. Good CGI rat, you know. There is there is excellent CG in the in the series, better than a lot of movies that are coming out right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what was I say? Is uh, I was also kind of curious. Why does an old lady need that much fertilizer? Does she hate the government? Uh, maybe. Maybe could be. Or is it too soon for an Oklahoma City joke? When ooh, maybe was that ninety six? Uh, ninety six. Yeah. 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 It's too early. Right. Yeah. Still a decade off. So. And then they, you know, Nancy's calling around asking all these places if they've had any, you know, instances of like rabid rats or like chemicals going missing, like fertilizer and whatnot. And she picks up a lead and then, you know, she drags Jonathan out of the basement where he's still looking at this rat. And he's like, there's something wrong with this thing. So more of like, hey, something important is about to happen. Uh, as a character going like, hey, I think something's important about to happen. We need to figure this out. And Nancy's like, no, fuck you. We're going right now. I demand it. No, I figured it out. Come with me. And so Jonathan goes up the stairs and then this fucking like turns us back on the, the most important thing. Like, as I'm saying, like right before he explodes. Yes, this rat fucking, yeah. The rat fucking explodes and it turns into like a little blob rat and just kind of like, and just schmoozes down the you know down the fucking boxes it's sitting on onto the floor and just it's gone i guess it's going back to the to the to the to the rat mind so no i think what happened is the 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 rat mind the rat schmoo uh schmoo? the rat schmoo schmoo uh wasn't it like an 80s cartoon with some kind of blob like character called the schmoo maybe i don't know anyway whatever um the rat schmoo uh i think uh goes inside mrs driscoll does it? I think so. I don't remember that. Well, no, but they don't show that. But like later on, like I think because we watched episode three already. And that's Spoiler when, alert. Yeah, when Miss Driscoll goes crazy for that one. Uh-huh. 
Pretty much. Yeah. So thankfully, then we're done with Nancy and Jonathan for a while. Yes, and we get to go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And we get to go and have some fun at the at the mall, which is great. I mean, like, I love Starcourt Mall. It's, it, it, you know, it's total nostalgia. It's beautiful. And Dustin goes to Starcourt reunites with Steve. And it is adorable because they have a fake little late lightsaber fight, you know. And, of course, Robin's just like, God, it's so weird. Like, how many kids are you, or how many children are you friends with? I know. <laughs> that was a great line. I love Robin. And, you know, Dustin tells him about the whole, like, uh, the Russian transmission and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, and then, like, I guess just, you know, this is Dustin's plan for the summer, or at least for this day, that they're going to, you know, they're going to translate the Russian message. So, all right. I mean, why not? Yeah. These kids are all fucking real smart. No, exactly. So yeah. yeah, Dustin trying to get Steve's help so they could be heroes, American heroes, and Steve could have all the ladies, all the ladies. Well, yeah, I mean, like if you became an American hero, I feel like you'd be getting all the pussy at that point. Yeah. It's still the '80s. We haven't, you know, we still, in, we, we're still, uh, like, you know, it's it's still cool to be in a, like an American hero taking down the commies. Yeah, that's true. As opposed to today, I won't get into that though. <laughs> we're not going there. Not yet. Yeah. So then after that, we've got the uh, the protest downtown where all the small business owners are pissed off, you know, because, again, Starcourt's, you know, shutting them down because business. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hopper is called into Mayor Klein's office. Mayor Klein, played by Carrie Elwes. Exactly. Who's better than other mayors because he speaks with a proper mayor accent. <laughs> he, I couldn't tell that he. I couldn't tell his British accent. Oh no, because he because he, he's good at like hiding his British accent. Yeah, uh, so he sometimes. Had, sometimes, but he had like a very kind of like uh, midwestern kind of like chauvinistic kind of accent there, like, like you would expect out of a politician. Yeah, and it was really funny because Mayor Klein is planning this big Fourth of July bash to get the votes. You know, to get the voters because he just want you know that's the only thing that the that these people are going to remember, which probably true and he needs hopper to go and like uh get those protesters off his damn lawn and i mean they don't have the right permits so he can but it's very much like the scene in jaws where brody wants to shut down the beaches and the mayor's like no you know it's gonna you know it's 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 july 4th are you crazy (laughs) what's in three days july 4th yeah yeah so i was like just got some weird jaw throw jaws throwbacks in here yeah and uh yeah and so he does that and then we get to go back to the mall because Elle and max are going shopping because Elle is upset yeah Elle is upset about mike and so max is like you know there are other things other than besides boys so you like know clothes yeah and uh we get to see Elle try on a bunch of terrible outfits <laughs> and like fucking so much licensed music fucking material girl in mm-hmm. this like netflix you got some deep pockets yeah, I mean, they couldn't play I Think We're Alone now, so. Maybe that, are their pockets like, are not deep enough for that? No, no, no not enough for Stacy. <sighs> Wait, that's Tiffany. Tiffany, sorry, Tiffany. Whatever. Are you thinking is? like Stacy Q, like Two of Hearts or Maybe. something? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. And they're just, you know, they're just shopping. And I'm just like, with whose money? I thought like Max was poor. And Max is poor. But you don't understand, an 80s movie montage magic, you somehow always get money. Yeah. They had enough money. To buy a new outfit for L, to go to glamour, glamour shots, shots, which are that fucking expensive. expensive. Yes, uh, and also get ice cream. Yeah, although maybe the ice cream would have been no. 
I think they've been cheaper. Cheaper, yeah, but, but it's like glamour shots and a new outfit. Exactly. From, and I'm thinking, I think they were at the Gap when she bought that outfit. So I think so. 80s Gap, mm-mm, that's not exactly cheap. And so I'm just like wondering, because I know Elle doesn't have no money. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if, you know, she took Hopper's credit card or something. But why would she do that before going over to Max's? I don't know. Yeah. It's whatever. And I feel like like Hopper is the kind of guy that doesn't have a credit card. He probably can't get a credit card. He probably has like he's he's probably declared bankruptcy at least twice now. That's true. I mean he lives in a shack in the middle of the woods. It's a nice shack, but I mean it's still a shack. So And he paid cash at fucking Enzo's. He did. And I was just like, dude. I mean, alright, if you're gonna carry around that kind of money. Mm-hmm. So also in the mall, who's there? Who? The boys. Oh, I mean, yeah, the boys there. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Lucas is trying to uh, inspire uh, Mike to like, hey, just buy her a, a gift to win her favor back over. And poor Will just still can't play D&D. That's all he wants. Just wants to play some D&D. Nobody, you know. No. And they're going around looking for a gift. And there's they go into Zales and ask how much this like little gold teddy bear thing is and it's three hundred dollars in like 80s money money. i'm like like my engagement ring costs less than that dude but that's because you're a very smart shopper exactly sales and gift cards and everything else like that yep but i'm just saying Mm -hmm. anyway uh so at this point i think uh you know we're we go and segue off to joyce and she's researching electromagnetic fields. Yeah, because she's uh, she went to the boy science teacher. Because like, who's the smartest guy I know? I know some guy who listens to Weird Al. Yes, dude, Scott Clark, man, he's a fun character. He's when she arrives there, she's like he's sitting in his garage and he's painting a miniature figure and he's listening to something that you would think it's like, oh, it sounds like My Sharona. And then a, a different voice comes on and it's Weird Al's parody of My Sharona, which is My Bologna. From the food album which i i had and i like that song quite a bit yeah and it's great because it's like the garage door just rolls up as my bologna is playing and it's like the peak of nerdiness but i mean scott i don't you know i don't have a problem with scott clark he seems like you know cool guy so yeah. he's just extremely geeky a super happy science teacher right exactly he's just really into science and shit mm-hmm. and so then they have like the whole science talk about what solenoids and blah 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 can you 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 probably paid more attention to that than i did sure i did uh so basically uh joyce comes up to him saying hey my madness don't work what's going on and he and because he's like i see because she took a whole bunch of books out uh, on electric magnetism from the library and doesn't know anything about it because he got bored and uh, scott clark is a secret juggalo so of course he knows how magnets work exactly exactly um so he's explaining to her like he uses his model train set his lionel train set he has uh to make uh, of course he's a guy with a model train set of course course. so um they make a a solenoid uh electric magnetic uh, field thing and he's showing him how it works like oh hey if you uh, have it working just fine does this and then when you disrupt the electric field it uh, makes the magnet stop working. She's like, oh, like my fridge. And so she's kind of like, what, what, what do you think? Is this what calls it? He's probably like, no, you kids probably knocked off the magnets. And she's like, what about, you know, at uh, the store? Uh, and he's like, uh, whatever the- Apophenia. Apophenia, exactly. You see things that, patterns in there that are not really supposed to be there. You're because just kinda, you're looking for them. Exactly, you're looking for them. 
And so she's like, but what if, what if? But what if? Uh, it would be powerful enough to knock it off at the store and my house kind of stuff. He's like, well, if that was the case, it would require a lot of power kind of stuff. It's basically, he's kind of like, oh, MacGuffin this, MacGuffin that. Pretty much. But I do like the, you know, I do like that we're getting some sort of explanation for things. Yes. At this point, I still don't understand what we're doing because, like, the mind flare is in uh, this the steelworks, right? And we know that there are Russians involved somehow mm-hmm. because, like, well, we already saw that. But also the, the steelworks is called the Crimborn Steelworks. And I'm like, Crimborn, Crimson Born, Red, Russians. I got it. <sighs> Thanks, thanks, Sirius. I understand. Yeah. Oh, we also kind of glanced over uh, when uh, Billy went back to work. Oh, yeah, I was going to touch on that. Yeah, and like he's like uh, possessed by the mind flare now, so he's super sensitive to like heat and sun. And they're in fucking oh my god, July. <laughs> oh my god, am I am I possessed by the mind flare? <laughs> no, you're just super white. I understand. Yes, I mean, it's okay. I'm too. Yeah. But anyway, um, so. I was going to say, is like, how fucking thirsty is this goddamn town? Or they're like, hey, Billy, you look sexy. It looks like a, like somebody like microwaved a dog turd. Ew, I know. Like, his hair actually is the same color as, like, a really watery dog turd. Like, like when your dog is sick and has diarrhea, kind of. Yeah. Or, like, maybe not sick, but it's, like, he's it's kind of on the over. edge. He's, like, all sick looking. He's, like, oh, I'm not That's feeling what's very well. Oh. And everybody's, like, hey, sexy, how's it going? Like, what? I don't know. I know. It's just like, man, they they want to write his dick note even if he looks like a looks like a wet dog turd. Yeah. Ugh, it's nasty. And it's funny because he's like sitting up in the lifeguard chair for a little bit, and he's kind of like blinking at the sun because he should always stare at the sun. Mm -hmm. But he is like, you can. I'm sure that's not just because he's possessed by the mind flare. He's taken a lot of shots to the head. That he's straight up is concussed, like super concussed. Ugh. And so he ends up uh, retreating back to the showers because it's too hot up there in that lifeguard chair. Like his body is still adjusting to being possessed at this point. Like kind of like when you become a vampire, you have like crazy bloodlust. I think it's like that, except it sucks. You know, this is like a shitty version of that. So he's like standing in the emo shower and just like trying to cool down. And then Heather, the other lifeguard, uh, comes to check on him. And... He basically attacks her and knocks her out, throws her in the back of his car mm-hmm. in the trunk because uh, he heard something in his brain that was like, take me to him. Oh, yeah. Like he visioned her saying, take me to him. Yep. So then we get uh, the little bit of the uh, the wrap up for the, the Mike and L story, which she and Max run into the boys at the mall and L is pissed. And of course, because Mike's dumb, he just keeps going with the lie. And Lucas is like, I got you, buddy. Yeah. And then says, well, we're, you know, looking for a present for you and Nana. I don't know. It was stupid. It's just like, he's just like, just tell her the truth. Duh. I mean, mm-hmm. this bitch can like read your thoughts any or not read your thoughts, but spy on you anyway. Yeah. So what's the matter? Yeah. And then. Elle's like, I dump your ass. And then Cold as Ice starts playing. That was nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Not, I'm dumping you. I dump your ass. Because you treat me like garbage. <laughs> exactly. He's, uh, he's, he's just confused, like, what? Like, I what know. What the fuck's Max been feeding you? 
Maybe she figured out she was the manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Oh, could be. Very well could be. So, yeah, and then uh, we get uh, to see Hop waiting for Joyce at Enzo's, which is, like, he's delighted. He's got this great Magnum P.I. shirt on and everything. Which, which I think Spirit Halloween's going to be selling this year, which I will definitely oh, buy to you, add to my you wardrobe. you have to. You have to. Oh, my gosh. It's a great shirt. And he's waiting for her and Joyce isn't coming because she's busy like looking you know still over at Scott Clark's you know talking electromagnetic fields Mm -hmm. and so he orders like all the alcohol in this restaurant and gets crushed I like a double scotch uh, light ice uh, and also uh, two glasses of uh, Chianti yeah (laughs) Chianti exactly like the uh, waiter uh, cracks him yeah. And that's what he first because then when we go back to him, he's all like super trashed. He has the bottle of Chianti in front of him. And he calls the waiter Enzo. He's like, my name's not Enzo. I'm like, whatever, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> was like, here, keep the change. I'm not hungry anymore. Fuck this. And the guy's like, you can't take alcohol. It's promise. Like, what? I'm the goddamn sheriff. Like, I can do whatever you? I want. It's Hawkins, Indiana. Who's going to stop me? Exactly, as he leaves. Well, just the mayor, but I don't think the mayor is really that concerned. Nah. He's, he's going to be like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. You you took some wine. Don't do that again. Bad hop. Bad yeah, hop. Bad hop. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what what struck me was great. It's like, Hopper's the only guy smoking in this restaurant. Yes. Only guy. And nobody's complaining. Well, I mean, because it was the 80s. Everybody smoked in restaurants. But the thing was, they only had Hopper smoking. And also, speaking of that, I, I thought I heard people complain about Hopper smoking or people smoking in the 80s uh, to Netflix, and now they got to cut back on smoking next season or something like that? Well, I mean, that's that would kind of be... That's a bad influence on kids, but, like, yeah, but that's not... This is how the 80s were. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, we can progress and be like, yeah, you know, I decided to cut back or quit because, it's you know, it's bad for me, right? You know, but I feel like uh, the whole the whole social media push because oh you know you shouldn't be encouraging kids to smoke nobody's encouraging them this is we all smoked in the 80s my mom smoked the whole time she was pregnant with me in 84 so I'm just saying this is what we did uh, and then at this point because we've wrapped up all the other storylines this episode we go back to Starcourt mm-hmm. and it's taken uh What's his face? Dustin. Steve. Steve, Steve Dustin. Dustin, and also Robin yeah, the whole right. day. But it's only taken them a day to translate this Russian code. With Robin's help, because Robin is a, has ear geniuses. Yeah, tiny geniuses. Which, sure. Yeah. She has wolf ears. And they figure out the, they figure out the code, and what is it? Oh, yes. Because I know you have that. Yeah, the code is, uh, the week is long. The silver cat feeds when blue meets yellow in the west. A trip to China sounds nice if you tread lightly. That sounds like something I would say while high. I probably have said something like that. Exactly. It's no, it's no longer the Digma machine we need more. We just get somebody high. All right, what do you say? Uh, what, man? Yeah, what? I know, right? Seriously. And so they figured that out, and they're leaving. And then all of a sudden, Steve goes by this little uh, little uh, me- mechanical horse ride. Yes. The uh, Indiana Flyer. Because he's been recognizing the music in the background of, that, of, the, of the transmission they were listening to. Mm-hmm. And it's called Daisy Bell, which, is, which plays on the Indiana Daisy Flyer. Daisy. Daisy. Yeah. 
Something like that. Yeah. And then it's sort of just like they're in... Ho- so the Russians are not in Russia. They're in Hawkins. Exactly. I'm just like, the of fucking course they inside would. Inside the house? Inside the mall. Inside the mall. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just thinking, well... Those things are probably pretty common. I mean, if it's called an Indiana flyer, technically it could be anywhere in Indiana. True, true, but it's still, uh, I mean, they're in Hawkins, Indiana, but it's also the whole thing of like, oh, they got to figure out it's probably in the mall. Be- well, that makes, you know, that makes sense for the plot, I guess. Yeah, where are we going to hide the Russians? It's the most capitalist thing I could think of. Yeah, that's how they're going to take down capitalism from the inside. <laughs> sure, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to try and open a gate, but uh, I'll, I, I'm sure this will become more clear as we go on. Yeah. But I'm just sort of like, really, Russians and Russians in in, in in Hawkins, Indiana, was this Red Dawn? Yeah. Well, yeah, it is close enough. Uh, yeah, but that was pretty much the conclusion of this episode. It, oh wait, no, we forgot about Heather again. God damn it. So we get to see uh, Billy take her to the steelworks, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. She, yeah. she goes to the steelworks, and essentially it plays out like a rape scene where it's like, shh, don't move. It'll be over soon. Just keep quiet. And takes yeah, her, I'm like, ooh. It takes her, uh, takes a duck sheep off her mouth, and then she screams. And then she gets face fucked by the mind flayer and possessed. Well, we don't see that part, though, but still, yeah, we know what happens. Well, I mean, Billy got face fucked and possessed, so exactly. I guess that's what just happens. Yeah. I wonder if it's just like... Is that what is that how you possess people? You just have to face fuck them? Non-consenticles? No, oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. Non-consenticles. Well done, sir. Well done. I need to make that a hashtag. So yes. Now we're at the end of the episode. Yes. It's basically like Heather just screaming, but you know she's getting face fucked by the non-consenticles. Yes. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Any thoughts before we wrap this one, this episode up? Uh, this episode was okay. I mean, it had too much Nancy, not enough Dustin and uh, Steve. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's kind of like after season two, that's kind of almost everything right now. It's like not enough Steve and Dustin. Yeah, it feels like that. You know, I'm just like nobody. Does anybody actually like Nancy as a character? Because I just I'm trying to find something redeeming about her, and she's just. Like, I get what she's trying to be. She's trying to be, like, you know, the strong archetype woman. Like, I will defy the patriarchy. But she comes off as arrogant piece of shit. Well, yeah, because, I mean, we already have some... We already have a bunch of strong female characters. You know, we've already got Joyce, Eleven, and Max. Uh, Although Max could use a little bit of development. A little bit of development, but still, she's not, like... I guess because Nancy's like, I'm fighting the power for my own benefit. Right, yeah. It's not like... she doesn't really have any friends. I mean, she has, like, boyfriends. I mean, her previous friend died. Oh, right, Barb. Nobody fucking cares. I know. Barb was her only friend. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, like, Nancy doesn't seem to have, like... She's not doing it for friends or for the sake of the world. She's yeah. just using it for personal gain so she can be a journalist. Because that's... That's what all white ladies want. We just want to fight the power. Yeah, we just want to fight the power and take down the patriarchy through journalism. Oh, can you imagine how obnoxious Nancy would be if she was, you know, if like this was taking place now and she's on Twitter and ugh. I mean, I can already easily see that happening now. There are probably plenty of Nancys on Twitter as it is. Yeah. But yeah. 
I thought it was fine. Yeah. It was okay. Not as good as the first episode, but it is the second episode. So it's trying to like more world. Yeah, we've got to, yeah, we've got to, you know, do the exposition thing. We've got to set up where we're going since this is a short ass season at eight episodes. Yeah, I know. I think the limited episodes, that way it could be, uh, was not streamed, but like uh, binged in a single day. You could, I don't know. I think, I think people probably binge season two and that was about 12 episodes, I think. Or I mean, 10. season one was like 12, 13 episodes and I, I binged that at the time. Yeah. Of course, I was jobs at the time, so maybe easier to binge. Yeah. Also, this did come out on July 4th, which, you yep. know, good, a lot of people are off that day. So it's, uh, yeah. Good strategy, Netflix. Yep. Make it a short season, make it able to binge in a day, release it on a holiday. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, uh, but for now, I mean, that's uh, pretty much uh, all of Chapter 2, The Mall Rats. Cute little not Kevin Smith. Not a Kevin Smith. Smith in sight. Yeah, I know. Not a Kevin Smith in sight. I wonder if he's annoyed at that. Probably not. <laughs> it's too high. Um, but yeah, you can always follow us and share your thoughts on this episode on Twitter or Shibijibis. Uh, same with Facebook. We're also on Instagram as well. And you can also send us an email, chibijibis at outlook.com. As I forgot to mention at the beginning of this episode and last episode, we are proudly brought to you by Eternally Bored Productions. I feel like Jay's going to get on my ass if I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, but until next time, don't get face fucked by a non-consentical. Bye.